Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And this is Zadie Donahue. And for those of you who have found us through other channels other than just originally listening to this podcast, some of you didn't know how to pronounce Zadie's name. That's right. Um, so we have a we have a Facebook group called the Self Sewn Wardrobe and I do live broadcasts, uh, most of the time three times a week now, unless I get sick. Um, like I feel a little stuffed up right now. Uh, but when um we had somebody say, you know, how do we pronounce ZD. ZD's name? Right. Which I spell Z-E-D-E. And I said, oh, well, you know, it's it's like this, like Z-E-D. And I said, I say it at the beginning of the podcast. And then she's like, wait, there's another podcast? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So anyway, um, we say ZD is ZD. And longtime listeners of this podcast know that. But mom's going to explain the origin of her name now. Right. Well, that person who, who had asked how to uh, pronounce said... It's unusual. I like it. Where did it come from? You know, what kind of name is it? Um, there has been, <laughs> there has been talk that I'm actually from another planet, but yeah, that, she's that's, an alien. That's that's not that's not where the name came from. Where the name came from was a 1950s TV show. Now it it is the the name has evolved, but the the TV show was called Rudy Kazuti. Uh-huh. Okay, and it was a show, and it had. Um, you know, real people on it, and it had, like, puppets on it, and there was a go-between between the puppets and the real person. I think he was, like, Uncle Bob or something. I can't remember what his name was. <laughs> but the puppet's name was this freckled-faced little puppet. I think he wore a uh, cowboy hat, and his name was Rudy Kazuti. And he was, like, the main character, Rudy Kazuti. Uh-huh. Well, I have a brother that's nine years older than me. And apparently I used to, he used to lay on the floor in front of the TV and I would sit on his back and we would watch Rudy Kazuti. Uh-huh. And he started calling me Rudy Kazuti. In fact, I think the last person at, that used to call me Rudy Kazuti um, probably just became deceased a couple years ago. There, uh-huh. there were people from my old neighborhood that still called me Rudy Kazuti. Well, Rudy Kazuti somehow evolved or, you know, whatever mutated into ZD. Yeah. And of course my parents actually called me Zed. I mean that that's a real you know, Yeah, some some of the right. people who 
have known you the longest. We'll call you Zed. Right. You they know. just say Zed. Your dad, your your brother still calls you Zed. Is that what he says? Uh, yes, right. You know. And he's the one that started calling me Rudy Kazuti. Yeah. So anyway, um, I had this name, ZD, Zed. That's what people would call me at home. And then I had to go to public school. Uh huh. Okay. So in 1958-ish, I guess, mm-hmm. um, I went to kindergarten, and my parents said, by the way, <laughs> they will be calling you by your other name, which I gonna, knew. Are you going to share it? Yeah, yeah. My other name is Linda. <laughs> Okay. Why is that funny? People always get so surprised that when they so, learn it. They I think it's going to be Zebediah or need, something. Yeah, yeah, we need to like give them a moment to be like, oh my God, right. her name's Linda. Right. Like, uh, you know. <laughs> and I even remember them like printing it out for me and then writing it in cursive, even though I was like only five years old. And, you know, so I learned to recognize my name the other way. Right. Right. And um, I actually was named like after my mother and my father, my my. My father's name was Leonard. My mother's name was Jean. I was Linda Jean, and I shared my father's initials. Right. And then they never called me that. Right. <laughs> so um, anyway, I basically in school I went by Linda, and I was Linda. And then the kids in the neighborhood were calling me Linda too, and some were calling me Zed. I just sort of answered to whatever. Well, then came along third grade, and in third grade we had five Lindas. Right. And my teacher said, "Is are any of you Lindas called anything else like at home or otherwise or and you know somebody said, "Oh, I'm called Lindy and this and I said I'm called ZD and she said, "What?" You know? <laughs> yeah. I said, "No, really, I'm called ZD. That's that's you know, that's what people who know me call me ZD." And she goes, "Oh, well, okay, you can be ZD this year." And I don't think we spelt it that way. I don't remember how we spelt it because I do remember deciding how to spell it later. So anyway, so in third grade, I was called ZD. Then in fourth grade, I was called Linda. Then I got to junior high and some of the kids that, you know, some of, so some of the kids are calling me ZD and some of them are calling me Linda, depending on where they know me from and, and if they've been in my class or not in yeah, my class. Yeah, which grade they met you right, in. Right, right, or whatever. Some people know both of my names. So I was in eighth grade, and my eighth grade English teacher, Mrs. Lynch, said, hey, stay after a minute. I want to talk to you. And I'm thinking, oh, great. Either I'm in trouble or she wants me to do some big favor for her, right? Right. And she said, so what name do you go by? Because apparently someone came to her and said something about me and started talking about Zidi, and she didn't know who I was, and she said something like, I don't know who you're talking about. And they said, yes, you do. You know, she's in your second hour class or whatever. So I said, well, I go by both. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. and she said, I think it's time that you choose. She said, I don't think you should have this ambiguous identity. You know, and I said, really? And I didn't really kind of know what she was getting at. I really liked her. She was a really good teacher. And um, she said, yeah, you should probably choose at this time in your life because, you know, you're going to be going to college. People, you know, who you want people to know you and you want them to know what, you know, you're going to ask for references for jobs and all this. And I said, oh, OK. And she goes, would you like my recommendation? And I said, well, sure. You know, and she goes, do ZD. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I said, oh, OK. She goes, no, like nobody has that name. Right. You know, it's a good name. It's a cute name. 
you know, it could be an easy name. And she said, and you're going to have to decide how to spell it. And that, so that's where like the spelling sort of evolved there was, um, how are we going to spell, you know, how is it going to be spelled? And um, anyway, you know, later in life, I realized it was a really good decision because I'm like Cher or Sting. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it only takes one name and you you know who I am. Right. And so um, I'm trying to think, there's a really old, like a friend of, uh, you know, Melissa just found out your name was Oh, Linda. yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I, so I'd know. known this, this girl, I, I don't know. 20 years or something, you've right, known her. Right, right. And- Absolutely. Well, you told her your name was um, Sapphire, so she's probably really confused. That's another podcast. Right. (laughs) So anyway, um, yeah, actually she was directing a play that Mallory was in, and somehow, I don't know, did you tell her that my name was, how did she know my name was Linda? I don't know. I don't know what we, why that came up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But she, she totally freaked out that, oh my gosh, your name is Linda, and I'm pretty sure that that there were people in her family that knew my name. Right. That right. I had that I had two, you know, I have an alias and a real name and all that. Yeah, but when so, sometimes people get a little they're like, "Oh, so that's just like a made-up name." And I'm like, "Well, I mean, you know, like lots of names are made right. up, you know, or or right. uh, but you've gone by that since you were Right. Well, you know, my husband doesn't go by his first name. I know. No he one... goes by a nickname of his middle name. Right. And he was never called by his first name. So so, so that is the ZD name origin story. And then you're telling me that you can watch Rudy Kazuti on YouTube. If you go to YouTube. You didn't just make that up. And search. No, I didn't. <laughs> you can search R-U-D-Y. Rudy. Uh-huh. K-A-Z-O-O-T-I-E, Rudy Kazuti. We'll, we'll put a link to that in the show right, notes. Right, right. You know, and you know, everybody needs to know this. I, and by the way, the, the film of it, uh-huh. it's in gray, is Mallory. Oh, it's... Mallory asked me one time when she was a uh, young child, Mom, when you were small, were all the TV shows in grays? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, they were. <laughs> um, I've never seen it. Well, it's so, there. Uh, the I, film quality is not the best. Right. A little crackling it, and popping, but it's there. I, I will look that up later. But she, Mom just told me that she found this on YouTube, like, right before we recorded this podcast. So our, our main, our, well, our other topic for this podcast, uh, we're going to get to after this message break. And we're going to compare buying a sewing machine to buying a couple other things and sort of... Uh, Just side-by-side comparison of the buying experience. So we'll pause for a message break, and we'll be right back. Okay, Mom, you can't sew without thread, right? No. It it doesn't work. Have you tried it? Well, I have tried it. (laughs) (laughs) I one time tried to sew without bobbin thread for, like, about 10 minutes, and I realized someone had taken the bobbin out. One time? Oh, one one time. Well, that that, particular time. I've done that several times. So to keep you stocked up on threads, we have an awesome special for you. We have a set of ZD's Neutrals. Absolutely. And they better be Metrazine. They are Metrazine. My favorite construction thread. And they're Metrazine 1,000 meter spools. You won't run out anytime soon. You can wind quite a few bobbins off of it. So the ZD's Neutral set is black, white, a light gray, and ZD's magical mauve color. Yes. 
It is this pinky mauve color that I use for so many things. And you wouldn't think it would blend in. Right. It works you, with red. It works with pink. I mean, it's, it sometimes it works, works with, with a gray and a brown. Or, yeah. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's a super. Topi colors. It's not something you think is a neutral, but we have everybody buy it and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I have right. that. I've used it on a yellow before. So I know. Yellows. It's funny. It's funny what it works on. It blends in. So if you go to SoHere.com. Works slash, on an orange. Oh. <laughs> Had to add that. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> if you go to SoHere.com slash neutrals, that's N-E-U-T-R-A-L-S, you will see the ZD's neutrals pack, and you can get 15% off of your order on the ZD's neutral pack by typing in code neutral. Hot deal. So happy. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Okay, we're back. As many of you know from the Facebook group or from many of ZD's mentionings on this podcast, she likes to paddleboard. And she, I, I live to paddleboard. She likes to paddleboard. I live to sew and paddleboard. That's about it. We dug a big hole in our We did. In our yard. We we, we have a water holding pond in yes. our in our in our front yard, actually. <laughs> so, mom wants to compare buying a sewing machine to buying a paddleboard. Well, I, I think why this came up is because when we made the purchase of our first paddleboard, we did not know what we were doing. Uh huh. Okay. We were interested in this. We knew a friend that had one. Um, the reason we made the jump to buy one is we found out there were inflatable paddleboards. You did not have to have, you know, a rigid paddleboard and you know, there was this inflatable paddleboard that you could actually roll up and throw in your trunk and take someplace. Oh, my. Okay. So, um, in we, we're looking into this, and basically we bought this paddleboard blind, okay? Yeah. Um, bought it, you know, at a reduced price at the end of the season, you know, like dead winter when, you know, because, of course, we didn't even know if we could do this or like this or anything. It was sort of an experiment. Right. And yet, it was, you know, a fairly hefty purchase for not knowing if you could do it or not. Sure. So anyway, we bought it. Um, by a sheer fluke, I got on the paddleboard, and I could, like, quasi stay up for a while and do it. And I liked it, and I thought, I can do this. And then I started searching, like, for paddleboard people or paddleboard lessons or does anybody well no you know there wasn't anything local i'm in the midwest if i was in the great northwest or something i could have went to paddleboard clubs well there weren't any here one of the stereotypes about missouri is if you say you're going to 
the lake. Right. Everyone knows what you're talking right. about. Because <laughs> there is the bit. We have the Lake of the Ozarks. And it's we, a big, we, huge lake. We have other. We have a lot of lakes. We have other lakes, but it's kind right. of a joke that you can be like, right. you can be in Kansas City, St. Louis, right. St. Joseph. And say, meet you at the lake. The see lake. at the lake. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's quite a huge lake, too. I actually don't even know, um, you know the acreage on it right but it's where we get our all of our electricity basically in st louis is from where they dammed up um you know the ozark river and made this huge playground of water now right but we have a lot of lakes um so anyway i i learned to i I taught myself by going to youtube and watching things and listening to people and all of this and oh there's a plethora of this stuff and what I found out is I had the wrong paddleboard. It would have been a lot easier had I bought a different paddleboard. Okay, I bought oh an advanced paddleboard. I t- I bought a paddleboard that took more skill than what a beginner would have. I did not have a beginner paddleboard. Okay, I had a more advanced paddleboard, and we took it out in the ocean, and it was not even meant to go out in the ocean. You know, it should have been a much bigger paddleboard. You did take it out in the ocean. Man, beat the crap out of me out of the ocean did. But I have stood on the Atlantic Ocean. I want everyone to know that. Um, anyway, so I, I guess what I was thinking about yes. was how people ask us about buying sewing machines and, and you know, this sort of thing. Like, where are you, you know, how did I... Why I didn't I didn't do any research, I didn't know there was a paddleboard seemed really simple to me. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's this you know board that floats on the water. Sure. And how much differences could there be in it, right? Yeah. Except the prices range from like four hundred dollars to six thousand. You know, well I wasn't going to buy a six thousand one right off the bat. That was for sure. Sure. So anyway, I guess what I'm saying is. I just did that blind, and I'm lucky that it worked for me. I could have been really, really disappointed because I bought a a board that took more skill than I had at all. Right. So it was a fluke that I could do this and be happy with doing it. My husband was not as proficient on it, and we did wind up buying a beginner's board Okay, that he st- sort of honed his skills on, but that that was after he kept trying to get on my board, and I said, "Hey, the deal is you need to get your own because I'm not sharing anymore." <laughs> um, so, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, especially when people come in and say, "Oh, I bought a this little machine, you know, this inexpensive machine at this big box store." Yeah. And what happens a lot of times is those people get turned off to sewing. Right. And there's a couple different reasons. You know, one is the machine's not probably very good quality. The other thing is they don't even know how to thread it, and they don't have any help on threading it. Right. And, you know, another thing is maybe the thread they're even using. Because thread can make a machine not work if it's, yeah. if it's really bad. So I guess what I'm saying is you have to do your research and be more astute than I was when I went out and just bought a paddleboard. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Yes. Um, no, I mean, um, you know. Uh, was the. I think I could have been turned off to was it. Was the That's more a, advanced paddleboard less expensive than the beginning paddleboard? Actually, there was not that big of a. Oh, actually, we paid less for the beginning paddleboard. The first beginning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Big Red. We name our paddleboards. That was Big Red. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Big Red is the least expensive board we have, and that's the beginner's board. But that first one that you bought that was more advanced. Uh Uh-huh. Was that more, that was more expensive? It was actually more expensive than Big Red, Uh right. So you just got kind of excited, and you're like, I'm getting this paddleboard because it looks fun. Well, just went for it. it was sort of like your dad took off with it. Ah. You know, I said, yeah, we could buy one, I guess. I don't know. And he goes, well, I think we should get one, you know. And just right. went for it. And kind of went by price. And, you know, we, we were certainly concerned about quality. Mm-hmm. We wanted and, and portability. Right. We were more worried about quality and portability and not, am I going to be able to really stand up on this? I don't know why we thought we'd be able to stand up on anything. <laughs> but... um so it's just the first thing I bought in a long time that I had no idea about what I was purchasing. Yeah. It, not at all. And, you know, we're water vessel people. We have kayaks. We've had canoes. We've, you know, we have a boat. Um, so, I mean, it's it's just that it's kind of a relatively new sport, too. So how many paddle boards have you bought? We have four now. Okay. <laughs> And we know what we're doing. Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> but I can stand up on anything just about. I can stand up in the kayak now and paddleboard. And, and paddleboard. Right, right. Now, how long are these paddleboards going to last, you, do you know? Um, they only have a one-year guarantee. Okay. Okay. But from, you know, searching the internet yeah. and getting people's opinions, people have had them up to six, eight years uh-huh. and have not had problems with them. Okay. So... You know, it's certainly, and then, you know, you, you get into some other things, too, like the paddle. Do you want a more advanced, yeah. car, you know, carbon fiber paddle versus the aluminum paddle and, and, and things like that? Carbon fiber everything. Right, right. <laughs> the aluminum's just a little heavier. Well, uh, I, so I guess that's just sort of, like, a big purchase, you know, that you right. made, you know, um, and... Well, it's not like going out and buying a can of soup, and if I don't like it, I won't buy it again because right. it's only $2.50 or whatever. I have a similar, like another, you know, we're getting kind of personal here, but like a high-dollar item that my family likes to purchase <laughs> on the regular, and that is gaming systems. Right. And I don't buy the gaming systems. It's my husband's thing, you know. I'm not. I'm not a big gamer. We do play some video games together, but... I, I'm, from learning about his process with all these gaming systems and purchasing them, et cetera, I've found that you need a new gaming system because new games come out and you can't play them What's well, like the it, old It's because system. it's related to technology. Well, no. No, they just, no. They just like, make it that way on well, purpose. Well, right, and they can. Yeah, right. Because they can. Okay. And then also... Uh, See my paddleboard. I, I mean, I can like float on it forever. For sure, for six to eight years. Right, right, or longer if it lasts. Maybe. Who knows? I think a gaming system has lasted in my house maybe like four years or so. Yeah, oh, that's something that's a like long that. Time. Yeah, uh, you know, always sort of like traded in, or we went the next one. Or right. There's been all these ex- uh, uh, explanations for getting a new one because we need like a better Blu-ray player or something like you that. You made an explanation from the family member. Yes, and I'm like, well, we already have a Blu-ray player. Right. You know, oh well, this one will be better, and da 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 da, and then. Um, you know, we, we need these these better speakers because now we can play the Blu-rays and they have better right. sound. Now we need a better TV because the Blu-rays are putting out at such a high quality that we need a better TV in order to see the better Blu-rays. And I'm like, okay, you know. And I just do not have the subtle 
maybe senses that my husband does about watching these movies, you know. <laughs> but I'm so glad he appreciates it. But I think about the amount of money that these gaming systems cost. And some of them have been and, gifted to us by, yeah. like, family members right, as well. But they you don't know. even make anything. I know. <laughs> okay. So the next time someone is like, I can't imagine spending $300 on a sewing machine. Right. And then I can't imagine spending, you know, $20 for the yardage it takes to make right. a t-shirt or a pair of pants. I think that's nothing compared to this, this other right. hobby. Right. And like, I, I, you know, the, the performance of your sewing machine. Okay. How long have we had our sewing machines? Well, we have one that's like 45 years old. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, yours, if you buy yourself. I mean, that's a mechanical one. It is a mechanical right. one. But we've talked about we this have, before. We have computerized ones that are 20, 25 years old. Yes. Yes. So you, if you buy a machine that's a high-quality machine, right? and you've done your research, and it's something that you can sort of like grow into or does the things you want it right. to do, you could have that machine for the, you know, two, three, four times the lifetime of these other well, it's, high dollar it's, it's items. Well, it's like, you know, we have, we have had actually people come into the shop mm-hmm. and say, I want to buy a sewing machine for my, my child, my daughter, my son, or, right. or something like that, my, some family member. They say, but I don't want to spend a lot of money, which I hate that. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, you know, mean, it means something different I mean, to everybody. Because, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, if I'm a millionaire, not a lot of money might mean I can pay, you know, twenty thousand dollars for it. Right, right. But yeah, I usually so you say, Well, what what price range were you thinking? And they'll say, Well, do you have something for under a hundred dollars? And we'll say, Well, we have something, you know, right at a hundred, but I don't think you you know, Maybe not. well, I can buy one at such and such for eighty nine dollars or yeah. whatever. Well, of course you can. I mean, you can always find something for less or whatever. But the thing that I think is funny when you're talking about this comparison is then the next thing they'll say is, "Well, she's getting a new iPhone too, right? Or a new iPad? Yeah. Or or something. yeah. Or, or what if they're getting the new Xbox One? Or they're getting the this? Yeah. Or the that? They, they will name some really expensive electronic piece of equipment that I know is outdated in two years. Right. And so if you want to have something that's going to last you, and I understand people buying for children. Don't want to spend a ton of money. They want. They say, I want to right. see if she likes to do this. Okay, right. completely understandable. But what I'm saying is, same as with the paddleboard. If you buy the wrong machine right. or a machine that doesn't function, it just turn you off. it's not going to happen. <clears throat> and didn't, who who posted the photo of, it was a really cheap, I'm not going to name the brand, but it's a really cheap machine. I see them in the store. Um. Uh, sometimes for service, somebody, you know, just right. has totally messed it up because they didn't know how to use it properly. Well, and then the service costs more than the machine. Yeah, That's or, what's or really it's, strange. It's a trade-in or something. Right. And there were just piles of these machines in, like, a thrift store. Right. You know. Yeah. And, and you know, no one was buying them. And right. they were just piled, like, not – they weren't even on a shelf or anything. Right. Just they were, pile. like, upside down on their sides <laughs> oh, and no. stuff. And I thought, That's just, you know, uh, so – So, so if you pay $100 right. – and it's a total waste is, I think that's more expensive than paying $300 and getting some sort and of using use. using it. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, right, So just keep that in mind. I, for some reason. Or and, and I guess what I'm saying, too, about when I related to the paddleboard, when I didn't know what I was buying as far as level of, uh-huh. of you know, function or whatever is, 
you should be able to talk to someone who's in the business or whatever or who already has a sewing machine or whatever and get some idea of what you need. You don't need the top of the line. No. But, you know, you, but at least something where there's quality involved you also, and, and function is going to happen. You can find a lot of online communities. People right. ask about machines in our group. And then I, I guess I always come up against this. Uh, you know, you and I getting accused of being like sewing snobs. This happens. Well, our, I probably am. Right. In yeah. our iTunes reviews, it happens uh, occasionally. You know, people will say, well, ZD and Mallory just don't understand that not everybody can afford blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, give me a break. Well, you know? well yeah. hold on. Let yeah. me finish. Um, so, of course, we understand not everybody can afford, you know, whatever. Uh, it's different for everyone, like we said before. Yeah, I don't have the six thousand dollar paddleboard. But yeah. why? Why do you think that we uh, would would say that this thing, you know, works better just to sell a bunch of machines? Well, we don't sell machines online. Right. In fact, <laughs> I believe in the last two months, I've sold more machines for uh, other people. Right. Quality sewing back in Washington than right. I have for myself. Absolutely. And I. Uh, we know that they work better, and we work with them every day. So I'm just going to take this opportunity, if somebody's getting angry, that I will not apologize for talking about something that we have so much knowledge about. I don't think we should apologize for suggesting good equipment. No. Because everyone knows there are inferior products. Yeah. Everyone knows that. You you can't say you, there's inferior products in anything you buy. Right. You know, whether it be clothing, whether it be electronics, you know, there's cars out there that fall apart once, you know. The existence of the $50, $60 sewing machine, to me, is kind of a travesty. I think it's a trick. Yes, I do too. The reason being, if you're if you're sitting, you're listening to the podcast, and you're right. sewing on one of those, and you're happy, I'm very, I'm very yeah, good. Very good, glad. right. I'm, I don't, it, it has nothing to do with the actual price, but here's right. why I'm saying this. It makes people's expectations change. So they think that maybe the sewing machine that is priced at 600, 1,000, 2,000, that that's some kind of like a ripoff. Right. Or that every machine ever should cost right. $50. Right. This is the same thing with clothing. Right. We have, our expectations have been changed by the existence of the $2.50 t shirt. Right. We think, why would a shirt ever cost more than that? Right. Why would a sh- shirt be forty five, eighty five, right. whatever? Why? Why would it be that when I can get one for two fifty, and we don't go, we don't think, oh, this shirt could be lower quality. It could be made by somebody who has paid less than a right. cent, two cents a month, you know, two cents a uh, month. It, it could be come to work, you know, with no water or bathroom. Yeah. yeah, in a factory where they get locked in or something like that, you know. So I just think that. As people who are advocates for higher quality equipment in order to reduce frustration, you know, right. we sometimes people think we're being snobbish about it, but we're not. We help people so every day. Well, I think we are trying to encourage people to sew and to love sew. Mm-hmm. Love to sew. I mean, I love want. Sew. Yeah, love sew. Love sew. I, I want people, you know, I want people to enjoy sewing. And, and like Mallory said, if you're sewing on the less than $100 sewing machine or whatever, and it works, I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is in our experience that either it doesn't work 
initially or it doesn't last. Right. You know, right. It, it, it's so easily not a good piece of equipment. And if you, you'll pay 50, 60, 89, 99 is a big price for like mm -hmm. inexpensive sewing machines and something goes wrong with it and you can't get it repaired for less than $80. Right. So that's just where where we're coming from on that and just but just think about if maybe if you're thinking about purchasing a machine or something think about it as an investment right in, in what you want to do another thing is most dealers i believe because i've talked and been around dealers and been in you know dealer situations is that most dealers if you buy say the two three four hundred dollar sewing machine which mm -hmm. is probably at their entry level and you like it and they've supported you and you feel good about it. And in six months, you want another machine. They will apply maybe all that purchase or part of that purchase towards a machine if you upgrade. Yeah. You're not going to find that in a box store or with your $89.99 you Well, know, they machine. might have some kind of 90-day return policy at, you know, uh, the big box stores or so. I don't know. Oh, they might. I don't right. know. Uh, but you, then you haven't learned to sew. Well, right, right. You've, lo you've lost the opportunity to sew and have, you know, a nice experience. Well, and that is, you know, with those smaller machines, uh, you know. And everybody, the toy machines, don't bother. They're not going to work. They're usually little chain stitch machines. They're not going to work. And then you give this to a child. Oh, my gosh, how frustrating. You have just turned them off to the world of sewing. Well, the little toy machines, too, will be uh, like a little needle punch machine. Right. That's the newest thing. You need oh, to buy yeah. a special felt. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't have any thread. And, oh. you know, actually, I don't know if that's, like, such a terrible thing, but you no, have to, you have to yeah. buy the special fabric, you know. Right. But you don't have to learn to thread it, I guess. Yeah. So kind of a different thing. Yeah, know, I didn't know about those. A different thing, but yeah. I, you know, the toy machines I've seen, there's no bobbin. <laughs> Right, you know, right. It's, it's a it's a chain stitch machine. I haven't seen quite as many of those lately. Yeah, but it's just important. Uh, we've we've talked a little bit, I think, on previous podcasts about the difference between uh, where some things can be called bells and whistles, and some things are called convenience features, and how they can help avoid mistakes. Right. And well, keep and you the thing, I mean, out of trouble. The one thing that is confusing about purchasing a sewing machine. Just like a paddleboard, there's so many. Yeah, and there's so many reasons why you might want this one or that one or this feature and not this feature. But the sewing machine companies have taken care of that for us. Right. You know, they package those sewing machines in different ways. Yeah, I mean, they've taken care of it for us in some in some ways. Right. I mean, it's still confusing. It's well, it's, no, it's confusing, yeah. but there should be someone to guide you. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of times it's me. <laughs> I, right. I didn't tell right. you the strings right. of emails I've been I've right. helped people. Yes. Well, and I think the one thing that is sometimes difficult is when someone says to us, I'm buying XYZ124 model. Right. And I'm like, I have no idea what that is. Sure. But if you want to tell me the features, you know, and how it works, which is what you should be asking about anyway. Right. You just shouldn't be asking about how much it cost or where it is in the line. You should be saying, what does this do for me? Does it have a needle thread or I want a needle thread? Right. Does it have this? What kind of bobbin does it have? You know, on and on and on. Um, can it be upgraded or not? I mean, Absolutely. if it's an electronic machine. So sometimes when you just name off, because I have no idea how many how many models of sewing machines there are out oh, there. Oh, yeah. There are I mean, it's hundreds. It's hundreds. So And they change Usually yearly. Right. So we can't always keep up with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, if you've ever bought something 
but that's not a sewing machine and had a similarly like confusing experience or uh, a you know an initial sale and then you learn more, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, I know we've got people who have lots of diverse hobbies or other careers, right? Like um, being you know chefs or absolutely uh, you know, teachers or something like that. I, I'd love to hear about it. It seems like uh, maybe it's just because the industry we're in. I, I feel like there's so much resistance to spending money on a sewing machine. I do, too. Sometimes I really do believe that. But maybe that. we yeah. only hear from the people who feel very conflicted. Right. Maybe we don't hear from the people who just, like, went out and bought themselves That's the thing. Right. You know? So we're here to help. We're here to we're here to uh, try and make you successful. So let us know, though, if you've had any other experiences, like buying a sewing machine for yourself. And once again, I'm not going to apologize for being a sewing snob, so don't write your angry review. It's fine. So you can sew snobby if you want, but so long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh,